everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a program in which we tell you about the people, events, program, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this 19th edition of the 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year, we'll meet a couple members of Monmouth's Outstanding faculty. Political science professor Mike Nelson will preview Spring's Great Decision series, and philosophy professor Ann Maymary will discuss her new book, which is a collection of essays about the Harry Potter series. For more than four decades, Monmouth College has hosted the Great Decisions Series, a foreign policy discussion program created by the Foreign Policy Association. The program is popular both on campus and with members of the Monmouth Warren County community. This year, six Great Decisions meetings will be held out in cyberspace on Zoom, to be precise. They are all held at 7.30 in the evening on Wednesday, and the first one was held on February 10, with the next one due up on February 17. For a complete list of the series, point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu and search for the Center for Civic and Social Change. That will take you to the Center's homepage, and you can find all the programs under the Events section of the center's homepage. Mike Nelson is a professor of political science. He's also the director of the college's Center for Civic and Social Change, and he's the chief organizer behind the Great Decisions series at Monmouth. Mike says the public will find this year's Great Decisions series to be very informative and quite relevant. This year, we have a great range of topics. Uh, We'll be talking about Brexit. We'll be talking about uh, the environment as we talk about the melting Arctic and the geopolitical um, challenges around that. We'll be talking about the Korean Peninsula, about the Persian Gulf, about COVID and the World Health Organization and how global governance is related to that. Um, And we'll really be able to talk about a wide range of issues this semester um, or this spring, and uh, we're excited to have people join us for that. As Mike points out, the Great Decision series is open to all individuals, regardless of their backgrounds, their interests, or their areas of expertise. We look forward to hearing all sorts of perspectives, questions um, that come from people, regardless of your background or or. Um, area of, of, of knowledge. I think that what makes this uh, a great series is that it allows all of us to really take into account a diverse range of opinions and perspectives. What kinds of things should the U.S. be concerned about in the world? Should we care? Another topic I forgot to mention, China is increasing its role in Africa and other parts of the world. And, you know, should we care about those kinds of things that seem to be happening really far removed from us? Um, How do they impact us at all? So those are good conversations to have. I'll say one other thing. Some of you may have noticed that this past week, uh, our new president, Joe Biden, gave a foreign policy uh, talk uh, that outlined his agenda. And one of the perhaps remarkable goals, he says, of his foreign policy agenda 
is to make it responsive to the average American, to make it responsive to the middle class in America, that he's instructing his uh, staff and diplomats to focus on how our foreign policy is relevant and applicable to improving the lives of ordinary Americans. And I think this discussion series is an example of an opportunity we have to begin kind of thinking through that ourselves. How do these things affect us? Uh, what would we like to see happen uh, in the world? And what role do we want our country to play? As Mike notes, a new U.S. presidential administration is an opportunity to have a conversation about a different kind of U.S. foreign policy. Well, I think what we saw the last four years was um, a, a, a very different approach to foreign policy than what we'd had for a long time. And what we are already seeing with the new Biden administration is in many ways an attempt to return to the kind of foreign policy approaches that we had in the past. Um, and that's at least the stated objectives as well. So we're gonna see some different changes in tones, some different changes in direction. Um, and it will be interesting to see how much of that then translates into changes in substance uh, as, we, as we move forward. As I mentioned, Mike is director of the Center for Civic and Social Change. They're the folks who are responsible for the Great Decision Series. The center has only been around for a couple of years, but it's already made a big difference on campus. The Center for Civic and Social Change is a way that we have gathered together a number of programs that can help students and faculty uh, bring together a lot of their academic interests with their interests in public service and in improving the world, making the world a better place. The programs that we have specifically allied with the center include our global public health program, our global food safety program. We have a program that prepares students for the Peace Corps. We have uh, the Tartans program, which focuses on rural education. We have uh, also um, our program on peace, ethics, and social justice as well. So it brings together these programs that are all about helping us find ways to improve the world, but encouraging students to um, bring those academic interests into the real world. And we've been lucky to have a couple grant opportunities. We have a student actually right now actively um, working on a project to uh, um, bring some um, art education and activities into uh, Hill Correctional Facility in Galesburg. Last year, we had some students do projects related to um, kind of uh, environmental concerns and cultural concerns on campus. Um, so there's a lot of different kinds of activities that our students are doing connected with the center. Uh, I think it's a, a great addition to the campus um, that we have this now. That's political science professor Mike Nelson. He's also director of the Center for Civic and Social Change, and he's in charge of this year's Great Decision Series at Monmouth College, which has been going on for more than four decades. There's a story about this series in the News and Events section of the Monmouth College website, or you can find it at the center's homepage. And to find the center on the Monmouth College website, just go to monmouthcollege.edu and search for Center for Civic and Social Change. Listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College, I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. 
One of the more popular classes on the Monmouth College campus is a course on Harry Potter. The course is taught by philosophy professor Anne Maymary. It's part of the college's integrated studies program. And now Anne has a book on the topic of Harry Potter that promises to be just as popular with Harry Potter readers. Anne is the editor of a book called The Alchemical Harry Potter, Essays on Transfiguration in J.K. Rowling's Novels. The book was published earlier this year. Although much has been written about Harry Potter, Anne says her book has a nice niche for those who enjoy the Harry Potter novels. We read some John Granger in class, and he is um, quite the scholar on Harry Potter and and. You know, he brought to my attention that Rowling said that she never wanted to be a witch, that but she wanted to be an alchemist. Mm-hmm. And so that she studied alchemy as sort of the underlying logic for the series. And I don't know if I ever told you, I was a, I was a chemistry major in college. And what I, if only I had Harry Potter when I was growing up, what I really wanted to be, I think, was an alchemist. Right. So when I started reading about that um, in Granger's work, but also um, you know, seeing the alchemical references in Harry Potter, I thought, well, this is exactly the kind of stuff that I wanted to do when I was a, a young student studying chemistry. So it seems to me that, sure, this is a series, it's fictional, but it also tells some truths about um, a different cultural outlook on the world. So trying to see the transformations that she makes, so literally some of the alchemical practices, but also figuratively, I mean, Granger calls it literary alchemy. And to see how the students read these books and find ways of transforming themselves. Right? So- Anne says she hopes her new book will appear to both the loyal longtime readers of Harry Potter, as well as those who want to know more about the literary sensation. Well, for the Harry Potter crowd, I'm thinking about college age students and older. Um, it was one of my students, maybe might have been Sobe Kasmus, who didn't graduate that long ago who had the insight about not only did many of them grow up with the books, but the books have grown up with them. And so I think one of the wonderful thing about the books is they work on so many levels. You can be eight and you can say, wow, severe, severus comes from, you know, the English word severe comes from severus, which is you know, its Latin root. And now I understand severus Snape better. Or Malfoy comes from mal, which means bad. So Malfoy, bad faith. So they work for kids or they're just adventure stories or you just think that Quidditch is the coolest thing ever. But when Rowling herself says these books have an internal logic, you know, so we talk about going from one world to another. It's just, it's not just from the Dursleys to a place where Harry feels at home, but we're going from a modern perspective or a postmodern one, maybe in our contemporary world into it's the same century, or maybe it's the previous century. It's the it's 20th century for most of the books. Um, so we're not traveling to some kind of far away imagined world, but we're moving to a world that has another logic to it. So to understand that logic, um, I think it makes the books richer and fuller for the Potter crowd, that this series works on a million levels and you can find if you can look through the, the lens of alchemy at the series, you can find so much richness there um, that maybe you wouldn't find if you were just reading it as a 21st century person with all of our cultural assumptions. So for people who might come to the book first who are not Potterheads, I think that um, people who are interested in the history of science, 
people who are interested in philosophy, um, folks at the Neoplatonic studies crowd. I mean, many of them are, are Potterheads because she has all this reference to the Middle Ages and to alchemy and to Neoplatonic studies. Um, but people there who had never read Harry Potter, I think might now wanna go pick up a copy of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone as it was called in the English edition, um, which is what the, what the alchemists were trying to make. And thinking of, so my chapter is about Harry Potter and about Plato. And I think that both books are trying to do a similar thing. What's the power of imagination, the power of education, the power of, and this is this is something that maybe this, my book will be able to do, to get people to step back and look at their own cultural assumptions, which is really, really hard. And to say, maybe this travel between two worlds isn't only about muggle to magical world, but what matters, what's valuable? Somebody just this morning was talking about, yeah, we go to college to get career training, but our lives are not only about making money. What are the values we want to have in our lives? You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're visiting with Anne Maymary. She's a philosophy professor who's just brought out a new book of essays about Harry Potter. Anne says that some of the college students who read Harry Potter these days can especially relate to a certain part in every novel. The idea that a lot of them, when they were 11, they wanted that letter from Hogwarts so terribly, and it was a disappointment. But getting the letter from the college saying you've been admitted, that's a similar kind of thing because college is about transformation also. And so somebody might come here as a first-generation college student and think, okay, I'm gonna get a business degree and an educational degree, it's a career path, and that's really important. But then they come and take a course in classics or in theater or in music or something or in the arts and have the world changed for them. And those things belong to, to those first-generation college students too, it's a human birthright. And so the power of, of literature to transform people's lives is a kind of alchemical transformation from a leaden life to a golden life. So that seemed really important to me to have a, a collection uh, based on that idea. Anne has been teaching a course on Harry Potter at Monmouth for about 10 years. That's about three years after the final installment in the Harry Potter series was published. In the decade that she's taught the course, Anne says it's always interesting to see how students interpret and react to the novels, as well as how college students have evolved in terms of their relationship with the story. Yeah, and it's, it's so much fun to read this with students who read it when they were eight. And now they see it again when they're 20 or 21. And more recently, there have been some students who never read the books as kids. You know, they watch the movies, but they never, so they know the franchise, but they don't know the novels. So to get an adult perspective on it for the first read through, which is of course where I was because I, they didn't exist when I was a kid. Um, so that's kind of a, a, a fun conversation in the class. And so some of the college students who read it for the first time see things they wouldn't have seen when they were 10 years old. So that's a lot of fun too. The biggest shift has been moving from focusing on the novels to focusing on the amusement park or Pottermore or the movies. So most of the earlier students saw, read the books first and then saw the movies. And some of the students now who've never read them before saw the movies first and then are reading the books. So they come with some preconceived ideas of what's happening in the books that may or may not be there. 
That's philosophy professor Anne May Mary. She's the editor of a great new book about Harry Potter, and the book is called The Alchemical Harry Potter, Essays on Transfiguration in J.K. Rowling's Novels. If you can't find the book at your local independent bookseller, there are several large websites that have the book available for sale. that's going to be a 30 for this 19th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2020-2021 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody. Have a nice day and stay healthy.